Bigger than cakes. Give me some more silence. Hello, welcome to Bigger Than Capes. It's our January roundup for 2020, 2022. 2022. And I am joined by Angela, Will, and Matt, collectively Bigger Than Capes. How y'all Hello. doing? What's happening tonight? Howdy. Evening. <laughs> Evening. Evening. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. Yeah, sure. I mean, whatever. <laughs> As always, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's what it yeah. is, isn't it? It is what it yeah. is. Well, it's Friday night. I'm glad for that. Weekend beckons. Some some of us work on a Saturday, but that's fine. <laughs> for some of us, weekend beckons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some of God, you. My weekend is literally just going to be overtime. Oh, boo. For some of us, weekend. <laughs> <laughs> the number of people for whom it's a weekend is rapidly decreasing. Look, look I need to buy a new suit of chainmail. <laughs> I have needs. Ma- Matt, of course, comfortably living a thousand years in the past. <laughs> people getting a bit stabby in your area. <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, fair. You go and buy that chainmail. It's like 400 quid, but I need it. <laughs> yeah, just like knit some, like Monty Python. <laughs> I have a suit of chainmail. It's not knitted. I do, ha- uh, but it's not very good. And I've had it for about 12 years. Why change now? Because it's been falling apart for about 10 of those years. <laughs> Is it not okay. your family chainmail? going to be passed down to your children and their children oh god it by by the time it got to by the time it got to any theoretical children it would just be a single chain loop <laughs> just, well, just like a, a, a chain bikini yeah, <laughs> necklace bracelets yeah repurpose yeah. those chain links what do you what do you do to get rid of them do you like is it a charity shop job or <laughs> melt it, it down get, get it uh scrapped I, I'm gonna. I, I know some people who can probably repair it, and they'll give it to someone uh, for free. It's what food banks need. <laughs> <laughs> They're after some yeah. chainmail. I'm. I'm gonna not continue this, although it's hard because I've, I've got. I've got more material. I'm just got material. gonna. <laughs> 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 um. So this is the roundup. We, we're going to be rounding up January. Um, we've got four books, two image, one aftershock, and one vault. Before we get into that, has anyone got any, you know, nuggets of news? News, um, <laughs> news nuggets? They want to. In news that matters to no one but me, I'm a step closer to owning like all of Evan Dawkins' comics. Uh, thanks to Zach. Lovely. He's helping me with my problem. <laughs> helping That's or facilitating? 
Yeah. A friend, a friend. For a therapist to decide. <laughs> He's my enabler. <laughs> a friend in needs, a friend indeed. A friend with Evan Dawkins better. As, as Placebo famously sang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not my favourite story of the week, but certainly my favourite uh, reaction of the week is, have you seen about this um, school in Tennessee that has decided to ban Mao's? I have, No, yes. I haven't. Um, allegedly because it has some bad language, including goddamn and bitch, and also has nudity. May I remind you that all the characters are, uh, are animals. <laughs> also, yeah. like... Traditionally tend to be, you know... Nude. Yeah, Art Spiegelman's art like is great, but isn't something that you'd look at for titillation. Nope. No. No. Um, but it's the reaction which has been most positive. It's gone back into the sort of top ten of the sales charts, and uh, there's a comic store I think in California who is just offering to give them away to people in Tennessee. Oh, awesome! Oh, so bless. There's, there's been a nice internet reaction to that, and uh, comics don't always do positive. Rarely. So it's nice to see it when it happens. That, yeah, that's fair. That's heartwarming. Hooray, hooray for books. Um, I had an image thing that I thought that me and Angela and probably Will will be psyched about that. Um, we've got a new like espionage series starting in a couple of months oh, called yes. Old Dog from Declan Shelby who is writing Time Before Time which we're into mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, other people included on the creative uh, <laughs> I love other people Clayton Cowles <laughs> Clayton Cowles yeah. oh Anyone Clayton Cowles yay I was going to say other people could be anyone so it's infinite possibilities <laughs> <laughs> very much just so. picture your dream team um but yeah, it's going to be ongoing um, action-packed spy thriller, and I, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, I'm on board for that. Um, Sounds cool. There are other image announcements from the last week. I'm just focusing on the ones that uh, the know, important ones. Declan Shalvey related because we talked about time before time like a week ago. I don't know if yeah. Will's frozen or if he's just very still. I'm He's moving. moving. Ah! He's moving. Okay. There we go. <laughs> that was a, a great transition. Um, <laughs> Will's still with us. Um, what was I talking about? Uh, yes, comic book announcements. There have been many. Um, that's the one that stuck with me. I've got another quick one uh, that we sort of talked about off air was that uh, The Inkle is becoming a TV show. Yes. And because of yeah. that, Humanoids are now publishing brand new Inkle books um, by Mark Russell, Dan Waters, and Brandon Thomas, who are all oh, people so whose books I've enjoyed very much, with mm-hmm. uh, Yannick Paquette, John Davison, and Pete Woods on art, I guess. Um, again, that also sounds like a pretty cool announcement. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, this could be cool. Like, I, you know, like, I like the Incal, and the Incal's been, like, really well adapted into a film before. It was called The Fifth Element. It rules. Um, <laughs> like, but no, um, I like, I like the Incal a lot. I, you know, I like um, the Meta Barons, like, and a bunch of the sort of books that are around it. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be, like, 
weird trying to see them capture Mobius in yeah. live action. Um, I, I, I like Mobius is one of my favorite artists. I think he creates some of the most gorgeous like worlds, super surreal, like just really like, imaginative. Down, like I love his like design sense in terms of clothing in particular. Mm. Like, mm. um, that uh, I I just I can't wait to see some some like I'm not super like uh, it's one of these things where it's like I don't care about casting or anything like that. Show me the wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> Show me the wardrobe. Give me the clothes. Yep. You can't handle the wardrobe. Or maybe the Meta Baron. I maybe want to know who they have play the Meta Baron. <laughs> <laughs> and what clothes he'll be wearing. And what clothes he'll be wearing. Richard O'Brien. <laughs> my choice. Yes. We're just going to think of like bald men. Like... <laughs> Greg Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> the Meta Baron. <laughs> now that is a choice. <laughs> He's all about that that buttery biscuit base, uh, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an old that's an old reference. Oh dear. A good one. Yeah. An old one. Right. Shall we talk? <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I worry ready? about us as a. <laughs> I don't worry. Don't Just worry. Sometimes. Be happy. <laughs> Largely, I worry about. Us. Um. So I I guess I'm kicking us off with this month's roundup. So strap in. Okay. Get comfortable. Uh, don't really know why. Don't I'm... worry about the whole seat. You'll only need the edge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so first up from Image Comics is Joe Hill's Reign, number one. Um, it is story by Joe Hill, uh, adapted by David M. Boer, Art by Zoe Thorogood, colours by Chris O'Halloran, and lettered by Sean Lee. Um, basically, this originally comes from Joe Hill's like four-in-one novella collection, Strange Weather, which I think is from 2017. Um, and is basically the story of Honeysuckle Speck and as she is preparing for her girlfriend, Yolanda Rust, to move in with her. Um, And then suddenly there is a rain of kind of glass, crystal, needles, nail things, and, um, you know, nightmares ensue. And basically that's issue one. Um, Anything I've missed from that, or is that... (laughs) I think that's a pretty good summation. Yeah. Um, I wasn't... Okay, so this is weird. So I was positive about this because it's Zoe Thorogood and I really like her art. But then I was sceptical because it's Joe Hill's name on the cover, but Joe Hill isn't really writing this comic. No. No. Which kind of throws a... I always feel weird about it when it's like, hey, this well-known person but then like but not really writing it especially in a situation like this where joe hill is known as a comic book writer with 
um, Lock and Key. He's also recently had the Hill House imprint over at DC, uh, Black Label, and um, quite a lot of like short run books at IDW um, over the years. So he's he's known as a horror comics. Well, he's known as a horror writer and as a horror comics writer. So mm-hmm. there's a strangeness to this that it's. Unless he's like still exclusive to DC for comics or something, and that's why it's Joe Hill in name, but yeah. not Joe Hill in execution. I don't know. It's like a workaround. Yeah, it feels like that. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know the legalities of this. And it's an odd situation, though. You're right. Yes. As always, Joe, if you're out there and if you're listening, <laughs> hit us up. We're curious. Hi, Hi Joe. It does very much feel like on a film, it's say like um, produced by, yeah, or like yeah, it'd be like the Steven Spielberg credit on a like on a Joe Dante film or something. It's like yeah. don't, don't get me wrong, I, I, I this is Joe Hill's story. I have no doubt yeah. in that. It's just not particularly written by him right now, which mm-hmm. we we often see with kind of adaptations. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not even the first Joe Hill book recently. Did we have like Sleeping Beauties, which is Stephen King and Joe oh, Hill? Yes, it was adapted yeah. last year, but neither of them wrote the adaptation. So, yeah, there's been a few kicking around. Um, I think my main things for this is that I think Zoe Thorogood's art is just great. I think, oh, yeah, yeah. There's some yeah. really good landscape mm. stuff and like establishing like nice, chill, happy moments, and then bam, horror. Um, <laughs> yeah. and I think it works because it's got such a nice setup that when it does get all horror, it's like a feels like a legitimate swerve, like the world's been built and now it's you know not nice no more. Mm-hmm. Um, also keeps kept up by the fact that I think it's nice that we're like introduced to the people who live on the street, um, Jack Daw Street, I think. Yeah. Um, it's nice to actually be introduced to all the characters there, and like, it's a weird street, you know. We've we've got a cult there predicting the end of the world. <laughs> um, but there's a niceness to it being like hey, here are the people actually on this street. Excuse me why I kill them off. <laughs> yeah. But Here's at least some it, people it, you can get attached to. Whoops! Yeah, it gives it at least gives it some realism before murdering them. Yes. Is it murder if it's a natural occurrence? Is it a natural occurrence? I think it'd be classed as act of God. Wow, suddenly, oh, Matt, God. suddenly Matt works for an insurance company, doesn't he? Or like... Um, <laughs> Maybe death by misadventure. <laughs> Ooh. Oh no! Ooh, hello I, walk, album I was outside. What a misadventure that was. <laughs> Is that a real thing? Is that a term people say? Yeah. Yeah, you can have death. Yeah, mm. I've heard that before too. Um. Anyone else got some things they would like to add? Uh, I echo a lot of what you said there, buddy. I think the art is really great. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. faces, especially like all the characters. Um. I think when it's a kind of at least in this opening issue, quite a people piece. It's about uh, obviously Honeysuckle and he's saying like, all the people on the street. Um, it 
improves it massively when the faces are really great you can read the expressions yeah. and mm. um it makes them immediately likable as well like everybody looks very sweet and appealing yeah <laughs> like the um uh, all like the freckles and is it templeton, yeah. templeton blake the vampire yes just looks yes. like a cute kid doesn't he? looks like a yeah looks like it's a fun time and i think it's really great that in um the first issue how quickly it made me care about this cast of characters mm. yeah um i also like that as you mentioned it like it sets up this really calm like quite idyllic little suburbia and then when the action well, i say action when the the horror <laughs> does begin like the art doesn't hold back from it at all no you know, the the cultists no, with their yeah. eyes being popped out and uh we never really worry that much about spoilers, do we? I mean, it tells you at the very beginning of the book sort of what comes at the end. But I yeah. was going to say, the, the, the way that Yolanda dies is like truly horrifying. You can imagine her just sort of sh- shambling steps and just crumples to the floor. Mm. And I think it's hugely effective. It goes from incredibly like pretty to incredibly awful. And I yes. like it. Can I just add about Chris O'Halloran's colouring also? Mm. Mm. You can. Because I like his colouring. I'm a fan of mm. his colouring work. But no, and yeah, I like sort of the contrast between, you know, when everything's sort of the, the, the creeping clouds and the way the colours sort of go, they change to sort of that grey green as, you know, mm. all the glass needle things fall from the sky yeah and it's just go go on you'll probably say it better than me Zach uh, just that it it does feel like kind of the darkness of rain falls over everything that's it yeah Yeah. (laughs) there you go but it is nice yeah because even in a short period of time you do care about the characters and then what happens really has an emotional punch to it which is not easy yeah. to do, considering it's literally just pages between one thing and another. I think that speaks quite a lot to David M. Boer. The script is really good. I think um, the characters, I can hear them in my head, and uh, I think they sound, read believably. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Also, the names are cool. Yeah, I like one of my favourite little little things with it outside of the like it's it, it it's it's yeah, I, I really like this. Name's very good. Name's very good. Mm. Names is good. Um <laughs> I did That's feel how you know it's European. Oh god. Names is good. That's why I never talked to Matt. Um I did <laughs> I do feel like this kind of, obviously it's a um, Joe Hill novella, but I feel like it's got that kind of horror short stories collection vibe to it immediately. And kind of in style of the something horrible and shocking happening out of nowhere did kind of remind me of like Junjito. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I... I do, I do, do we know how long this runs for? They announced this in advance. It can't be any more than like 
few-ish. I would say being four to six. Right? Like, at the like, most. At part 14. of me thinks it's six, but I don't know if I've just yeah. made that up. And it's only 14 pages, this first issue, so that'd be like... It's 28, two-ish. Matt. It's two pages in one. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Ignore me, then. Yeah. <laughs> Ignore me. I was going to say that'll be like, what, three issues in real length? Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It does feel like it works. It's pay- it says five on Comixology for reference. Why did um, Comixology tell me that? Because you <laughs> speak nicely to it. Um, but Don't it is worth disrespect saying, it. It does feel short, but in a good way. Yeah. It doesn't feel like as long as it is, but there's a lot in it it's it doesn't you don't feel short changed no not at all i think it sets up what it needs to and i think the just the the basic mystery of what happened is interesting like why it's happened um i don't know if that's the course it takes or whether we see it again from other points of view i assume honeysuckle is our like yeah leading character going, going forward and i guess it will rest on how interesting that mystery is of how good yeah. it continues to be but more and more i realize that art is the big it's probably the biggest draw for me yeah i really if yeah. i really like the art that's like that's kind of it <laughs> and that's it's fair. really good art it is i think it's lovely i just want to point out the giraffes because it's so oh, random it's, it's so like you sad get, it's very sad i mean you get oh. them in the in the zoo but they're but it's like of all the animals in the zoo, the giraffe. I just they're gonna get hit first. I mean that is true. <laughs> that is true. God, yeah, I'm, but, yeah, armadillo I just, is I, like today's. I my like day. that choice. I like the choice of giraffe, even though it's really sad and bad things happen. I thought about the irony of a porcupine getting hit. Yeah. <laughs> Teach that porcupine. The only animals that were left were the porcupines and the hedgehogs. <laughs> Maybe it's their fault. You know, yeah. Have we anything more to say then, or other than really good comic, good art, good writing, good colouring, good lettering? Just going to throw that out there also. Yeah, yeah, all round good stuff. No, I'm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like that one, but I've got nothing more to add. I think I'm uh, set as well. Right. Sh- shall I move us on then? Go for it. Can certainly try. So. Our second book is by Aftershock, and it is Bylines in Blood, and the title is relevant to the plot. Um, <laughs> it is written by Erica Schultz. In a rare occurrence. In a rare occurrence. The writers are Erica Schultz and Van Jensen. The artist is Aneke, and the letterer is the mysterious Cardinal Ray. Um, so basically, Bylines in Blood is set kind of in the near future. Um, and you have a character called Satcher, Satcher Chatterjee, who was a reporter at a paper called The Herald. Um, however, for reasons that become apparent, um, The Herald finished as a newspaper. And she has ended up being kind of like the worst sort of private eye. If you pay her yeah. money, she will do your dirty work, whether that's trying to find your daughter, who you may or may not be amusing in a nightclub and dragging her back to you, um, among other things. So she's also a hard-drinking PI, because is there any other sort? Um, she is helped in this by Tom, her assistant, who is the best. Um, 
He just is. Uh, anyway, so she is hired by Estina, who is the daughter of Denzin. Denzin was the editor at the Herald, and Satch kind of looked up to him, and he was a bit of a mentor, um, and he has been mysteriously murdered, and Estina wants uh, Satch to look into it. Um, and she sort of feels like she has to, because, you know, Estina gives her a wadge of cash, um, and also, Denzin was a mentor, um, and the detectives who are working on it, Lampwick and Marquez, are not people that such thinks are any good. So she's using her street smarts. Uh, we also see her family. So there's Ermin and her parents, who are a family, and she doesn't get on with them. And you can see this tension in her personal life. Um, uh, but yeah, there's all kinds of sort of modern references. There's a lot of masks involved, and also drones that record your every move. That's not creepy, but people do that for a choice, apparently. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed it because I'm a sucker for, you know, private eyes with drinking problems and mental issues and all of that jazz. Great. And I do like a good mystery, and it is a mystery like who killed Denzel and why. Um, and Tom is the best. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I like the art. Um, I especially like sort of the action scenes where she gets kind of um, ambushed in Denzel's apartment and sort of is fighting her way out. Um, and I like the colouring. The colouring's quite nice because it sort of mm. shows you the different different settings all have like their own little colour scheme, which I like. So, yes, also nice lettering. Thoughts, anyone else? Yes. Um, I, I largely agree. I think uh, Anake's art is great. I especially liked kind of yeah. character design and like attention to clothing, like the coat. The clothing, that, was, my, the kind clothing of, was my favorite part of this. Yeah, the light yellow and blue trench coat with the giant collar was... Yeah, I'm into that. That's, apparently that's what I'm into. Also, the... Um, t-shirts that just say like vigilance and yeah also a big fan of the is it uh, massimo spark instead of Mas- maximo park yes yeah oh god it's I simple that. and it's odd but mm. i'm there for there that. it is and <laughs> there's some very very classic like film noir pi yeah. story influence it feels very similar to like uh, Jessica Jones and I guess that Jessica Jones comic everyone was meant to have read by Bendis. What was that called? Alias. Alias. Oh yes, yeah. Definitely got that kind of DNA to it, but with better fashion and yeah, it's better written. Sorry, Bendis. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I really liked this as a first issue. I think it kind of is a good intro to the characters and a nice simple introduction to a kind of not so distant future kind of pi story yeah indeed uh i think the world building in this uh book is pretty good i think Mm. it feeds in as it goes through i never felt like i was missing like vital information for what I needed. It doesn't tell you everything all at once. It tells you there's a pandemic. Later refers to it as a plague, but doesn't really talk about what that is. Um, it, it appears to be 
a um like an alternate timeline yeah like they talk about the city was set up in the 1700s so yeah. it's got a, an entirely different like history as well i completely agree about her coat it looks like proper pulpy sci-fi with that yeah, huge like triangle flash of color it just looks rad yeah it's kind of a retro like almost a retro futurist yeah um look like to like look to some of the fashion like what it's they thought we'd look very like much the 80s. yeah but like even prior to that it's like it, it's it's exaggerated 80s wear but it's like but there's like the police uh uniforms when they show up at the site like um if you look at their um uniforms there's some there's kind of something about them and like the kind of the 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 like the the fact that they're it's not like double breasted um, no but like but, on yeah, the way the, to that yeah yeah like the there's there's a there's some interesting like looks to it all that like remind that like without explicitly being um something like remind you of like a different imagining of like of future of future looks from some like from somewhere else mm. god my brain is so dead <laughs> uh i also agree with you angela about the coloring and the like the scene setting that it does i think is really good when i first sort of skimmed through these books actually this was the one that i thought i'm not i'm not immediately sure about the art yeah because at a, at a skim it all looks quite flat because there are a lot of times when they just use like it's just all blue for instance a different shadings but actually when you're reading it and when you kind of go through it i think the colors used really effectively um the page where they kind of show denzin dead against a wall oh yeah and mm. each one kind of pans out a bit further and every time it's a different color and it seems to be being set by mm. this like neon light next to it and i just think that has a, a really cool vibe to it so yeah it was my first impression wasn't great but actually as i like properly read it i thought the art and coloring uh yeah actually were really were really good i like i i do really like how each of the like like you were saying like each of the main um like each of the main characters seems to have like one signature highlight color um like that's really cool like um satya has yellow like the eye people have red please obviously have blue like denson has green mm. it's it's cool and kind of really helps to, to kind of distinguish uh between like whoever's talking at any time like you can recognize someone quite easily in a crowd because you look for their color yeah mm. yeah like, i think it's quite subtle though isn't it, it doesn't it, yeah. it's not immediately obvious but it does draw the like draw your attention yeah. i did i found it interesting because it's written by erica schultz and van jensen and i'm familiar with both of them and i can definitely pick out the van jensen bits <laughs> and i'm definitely definitely the bit i'm sure that the bit with the um the truthers the anarchists i'm like this is this is very van this feels very vengeance <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> with the eyeballs and all of that 
Yeah. But it's just, but it doesn't feel necessarily like there's two writers involved. It's quite a no, it solid like plot. It's, it's yeah. just because I'm like, yeah, that's Frank Jensen. <laughs> In a good way. But I, I also agree with you about the like hard boiled PI. It's got a real like old school noir feel yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, yeah, just dig those tropes. Always happy to read that sort of stuff. Love a hard boiled PI. Yeah, man. Zach? I already did my bit, didn't I? I said words. Did you? Said, yeah. said your piece. It's because we're agreeing so much. It's because we're agreeing so much. I'm not used to this. It's weird. I think that's it. We're not. Uh... It's got a novelty to it, though, when we agree. Um, that's <laughs> true. But yeah, I'm into this. I um, I look forward to our uh, big right collar phase. <laughs> I think we should make that happen. God, that would be great. <laughs> Wouldn't it just? Yeah. Wouldn't it just? <laughs> um, sorry, I was just getting to to uh, the start of we write Titans for reference. Should I do my bit? <laughs> Yeah. All right. So the next book is We Ride Titans from Vault Comics, written by Trez Dean, artist artisted by Sebastian Perez, uh, colored, colored. These are words. Own it. Let's go with it. Colored by Dean Conniff. Letters by (laughs) Jim Campbell. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say. This is a comic. Set in a world where uh, robots and monsters seem to fight quite uh, normally, quite routinely, and our main character, Kit, uh, is brought in to replace her alcoholic brother to pilot the family robot that apparently their family always pilot, passed down. Passed down the generations like chain mail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess I get the impression where this book is going to go is going to be more, you know, monsters and fighting. Uh, but it's got, it takes, I don't want to call it a slow start because I, I, like I enjoy the read, but I, it sets the scene in such a way that I don't really quite know what type of book this is going to be. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. The front cover and the name and everything looks like just all out action. And actually in the first, I don't know, eight pages or so, it kind of is. And then becomes um, a, More of a family kind of. Affair. Yeah, like a family yeah. family drama thing. Um, I've got to say, I did. I really like the relationship between Kit and her unnamed. That annoyed uh, me that her part, girlfriend isn't named. Partner slash wife. I don't even know what the relationship is. The girlfriend's actually. called Jan. Is she called Jen? Yeah. When, yeah. when, uh, yeah, Jen, what's wrong? We're all batting a hundred tonight. On the flip side, the mother is not named though, so the complaint okay. still stands. Thank you. <laughs> I did also, yeah, I had both mum and girlfriend written down as my as my cast of characters. And I was going off Will's list. You're right. So, yeah, you, like, you can't um, be trusting Will. Yeah. I, well, I, I've learned my lesson now. The one that, time I've done it. <laughs> That's your mistake. I'm free of blaming that. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, but I really like their relationship, though. I found it like pretty believable. They have a bit of a spat and fallout, but they they talk to each other in a way which I find like both realistic and endearing. 
Mm. It's not really like saccharine romance, but equally, like they they get each other and they know each other. Yeah. And I think yeah. it, like, yeah, what they how how they talk to each other, I think works really well. Yeah, I like I like the way that she like tries to cook a I'm sorry dinner, and clearly can't. And then and just like and she's like, you know, for reference, flowers are okay. You don't need to do this. And it's just. <laughs> You know, it's a nice little light-hearted I forgive you kind of a moment. Yeah. Indeed. I just, I, I, uh, I familiarised myself with her response of just complete flat sarcasm of just, oh good, dinner's ready. <laughs> she just like pisses all over the kitchen. I think, yeah, that'd be my response too. Um, but nevertheless, like I don't know what the book's going to be. Like, I think if it manages to balance those two bits well, continue like continuously, I think this could be pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm quite positive about this. Um, one of my only concerns is it's very similar to Jenny Zero yeah, that we read I, last year. Oh yeah, Actually, that was about to be that. That was my. Uh, my main thing. Mech slash kaiju stuff is prolific at the moment. Yes, there's been a lot of it um, since kind of the tail end of 2020. I think we've picked up the amount of kaijus and mechs and tokusatsu influence. It's been a a couple years and I'm fine with that as like a person with like a a pretty deep love um, for like tokusatsu kaiju stuff but yeah it's one of these things where sometimes it will start in a similar place like yeah there's kind of agreed upon origin points for this kind of story yeah and I'm interested to see where it goes like where it goes from it is going to be it's going to be a very different book clearly than jenny zero yeah but the, it's just the starting point is is similar yeah yeah mm. yeah and i think i agree with you matt like i'm kind of a fan of this stuff anyway so at the moment i'm happy with it like being everywhere you just pick out the bits that i like and happy days but yeah. everything everything I, can be oversaturated i don't eventually. think it'll be i don't think it'll be like the zombie books of the mm. mid 2000s i don't think it'll ever be that um but like and and to be fair like i i think we're we're only probably getting a couple a year like a um and that i i can that i can maintain like, oh yeah yeah, yeah, it's not a it's not a massive complaint from me really. It's just just one of those observations, I guess. Like yeah, it, yeah. It, it kind of feels like mm. we've read this story before. I think um, comparing it directly to Jenny's hero, like I think Kit is immediately a more endearing character. I yes. actually haven't read yeah. any more mm. Jenny's hero at this point, but I remember Jenny being like a bit of a brat. Oh yeah, definitely. She had issues. Um, still with you know daddy issues and the kind of the family um, dynamic is in there, but I don't know. I, I sort of like Kit and uh, yeah, I, I like I think person whose this, name I knew. 
like I say, this book is, it, like I say, will clearly be very different. It's just the same sort of rough, sort of similar starting point in that it's a, like, like it, it's it's just simply because it's a like a kaiju fighting book with like a leg with a like a character with a legacy mm. um element involved um so like and that's no criticism like i say there's it's it's a pretty solid like it's pretty solid foundation to build from mm-hmm. And with regards to this, like I say, I, I agree 100%. Like, I found Kit really, really endearing. Um, and, like, her, her relationship, um, again, just, like, really fun and just, like, lived in. Mm. Um, like you say, like, it's just the sort of thing where you look at two people and go, oh, yeah, they know. They've, like, been together long enough. To just like that, that 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 the dynamic that we see in the book feels real, yeah. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of interested to see more of the world and figure out like what's kind of like the the hit i'm kind of interested in like the history Mm. um of it like it seems to be almost like dynastic um like robot fight like robot fighters although it suggests that a lot of the others have uh, been (coughs) taken in by like count like by uh by government centralized yeah 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 Yeah, which i agree with but (laughs) (laughs) robots for socialism no i'm just no like i mean i mean look in socialism the robots would be controlled by the proletariat but uh well maybe they would be the proletariat who's to say or maybe they would uh but yeah like it's it's a, it's it's like a it's a nice start and the it, it's a very good i think it's a very good choice to spend so much of the issue um seeing kit in like in her in in her comfort zone in her relationship so that we actually get to like her mm-hmm. before we see her have to deal with yeah, uh with, with her family and stuff so that we we can know like no this this person is nice seemingly like they seem like a decent person so if they're being an asshole there's probably a good reason <laughs> rather than just throwing us into seeing them be an asshole and then have to build up trust that they are a decent person afterwards mm. for sure yes that sorry i don't get excited by kaiju the way that matt does and i I don't much anymore but like show me like come on show me like anguiros who's like (laughs) one of my favorites and i'll always be pretty happy yeah i mean i that to me it feels like all of that stuff with fighting robots and all the rest of it is kind of almost incidental yes 
it's like a framing device and the actual drive of it is Kit's relationship with her family and her girlfriend slash wife. And I think wife. We'll go with I wife. Think, she does mention mother in law, doesn't she? She does yeah. say that's my mother in law. She's being sarcastic and saying in saying that and either way, friend. Kit's yeah. current life partner. Let's go with that one. <laughs> Yeah, Let's be nice. gender neutral. Um, so, yeah, and, but th- it feels like that it's kind of like the brother could have been involved in anything and the family would have called upon her. I don't know. He could have been a racing driver and she's, you know, she's the next best one to drive the family car because the parents are too old or whatever. Uh, it's that kind of thing. It just feels like that's all incidental, which is weird because that seems you know we ride with titans is like big setup and giant robots and all the rest of it but in a way it's completely incidental mm-hmm. and i like the relationship side and the family side of it i'm not sold on the way we have a framing device but mm. we'll see it's 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 not bad yeah i i'd say that's very fair critique like it's definitely definitely is like not like it, it, it definitely isn't like the focus of the book. Um, like it's we see the robots for maybe a p- page and a half, two pages. Um, like it's and and even then, there's not like a huge amount of attention sort of paid to like fight to you know, like fighting. It's more about you know, the person inside. Um, like her brother and like his issues rather than like look cool awesome robot fight uh yeah it's i'm interested to see where it where it goes yeah definitely i think i think this has the potential to do both i think we've seen uh in comics recently that it can be you know giant robot fights and grounded um personal kind of stories um so i'd like to think that can be true here um i also think that that that's in uh sebastian perez's art we kind of see that they're capable of doing both we get the the big battle scenes and the you know robots punching kaijus and then we also get kind of quite simple but like good at conveying emotions kind of conversational scenes and then kind of the kit's drive towards the city has got quite a good cinematic feel and then kind of the architecture of the buildings and stuff i think it shows a good variety of kind of everything and i would like to hope we can get that in the storytelling as well as this yeah Yeah, i think it kind of keeps keeps up that balance i'd be i'd be on board with it um there are little details about it. Like, I think uh, one thing I wanted to say was I think the colouring is really cool again. Mm. Like, there's a couple of scenes during the the big fight where um, it's her brother Dej looking through, like, through the window of the yeah. of the robot up at this kaiju, and it's all sort of orange and, and glowy. And then a couple of pages later when he, like, shoots his lasers through it, I always love when the colour, like, gets that sense of light and mm. heat and stuff. That looks cool. Um, 
but yeah, overall, like I think if they can just stick this balance, um, yeah, I'd be pretty cool with this. I think it's even in the more mon, like I say, mundane bits, but it shows her going to a job as a mechanic of some, like yeah, in a world where it seems that that's quite like archaic, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But again, even that's like interesting to look at it's colorful and there are different characters in it and it's a bit of a montage of a day but yeah we just think the arts the arts uh arts calling this one as well mm. so anyone else yeah i've got a book yeah uh, to talk about um so i'm talking about uh, arrowsmith behind enemy lines um written by kurt busiek uh, art by Carlos Pacheco, uh, inked by Jose Rafael Fonteris, uh, and colours by Jose Villarubia, with lettering by Tyler Smith and Jimmy Betancourt. Um, so, Arrowsmith was a book from like 2002, 2004, maybe, um, by Busiek, um, that, uh, that this is like a continuation um of like it's a it's an alternate uh like world war one story um in a world where like magic develops kind of alongside uh like uh, alongside technology like some like technology and stuff like there's less sort of guns than there are like magic cross like magic powered like crossbows um and like uh fly like people flying with um with dragons instead of play like instead of planes but like not flying on dragons like borrowing the flight of dragons um it's a like it's i i i have a certain fondness for the original book um like it's a like it's an alternate like technology like it's an alternate like history uh book without like that that's set around like world war one that's not that's that's just like it's not like steampunky or anything and i'm and that always makes me happy just to get something other than fucking steampunk um like it's like the the new series like follows um follows like uh the main character like fletcher arrowsmith um as he has come back on leave uh, from the front and is issued a like a secret mission um, to go behind like to 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 be like uh, to fake being downed and be captured and sent to a, a prisoner of war camp uh, and make contact uh, with like a with uh, with like a friendly um, behind yeah behind enemy lines as the as the title goes like. Um, it's a fun first issue and brings back like one of my favorite characters, uh, like the troll, uh, Rocky, um, who, who is great. He's just big and talks in what's almost a kind of a Russian 
uh, accent, calling him Bletchoff, um, and takes cannonballs to the arms and gets and gets healed by doctors putting concrete in him. Um, he's great. The books, the book looks nice. It's that Carlos Pacheco art, um, like it's an all-round like solid book not top tier busek but like has a number of the kind of charms you expect uh when you're reading when you're reading busek um like the a lot of the characters have like have life to them um and can someone please uh, interrupt me because my <laughs> I'm losing my mind today. Nope, leave him to it. <laughs> Just <laughs> let it happen. Let it go. I really like Kurt Music from Astro City specifically. Um so it sort of upsets me a little bit that this didn't hit the mark for me. I totally get that. It's not because I think it is intrinsically bad. I, I agree with you about the art. I think it looks really nice. And I think some of the kind of design choices of like Rocky the Troll is, is a pretty cool design with his little uh, foliage hair and beard. Um, and I think the art itself is nice. The colouring's nice. Like There's a, an image of old sort of Victorian London at one point, which is a, a nice sort of sprawl. Mm. But I think it suffers from being a continuation of something I haven't read and therefore don't mm-hmm. have any kind of grounding for. And while I think it does a decent enough job to introduce you to the world as a new reader, I just think it lacks that kind of, um, I guess, emotional core that you'd pick up maybe from being a long-term reader. I don't understand the kind of like the magic system in this. Like yeah. what's it what's it capable of doing and not doing and why does technology exist alongside it if it is capable of doing XYZ? And you know, maybe that gets explained later. But I just didn't quite care about the characters enough, I think. You know, they they reference lots of other characters, including like his father and people clearly from the old series. But to me they're they're just names in a word bubble. And so didn't, you know, unfortunately just didn't excite. And while I, yeah, really like Busiek, um, while I really like Busiek, there are too many narration caption boxes. Yes. It's yes. too heavily narrated for my liking. Sorry, Kurt. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same as well. Um, I haven't read Arrowsmith. I I like Rocky the Troll and Hilda the Dragon. That's mm-hmm. cool. But yeah, I just didn't get that invested because these characters mean nothing to me. Um, I'm getting to know them for the first time and I don't think it's a... It doesn't feel that... Because sometimes a continuation can feel quite newbie-friendly. This feels like I need to know more about the world for it to make sense and i don't so parts of it didn't see i I didn't particularly feel like this i felt like this wasn't a terrible jumping on point um it's not the worst jumping on point i've ever tried 
Firstly, no, it's, honestly, I think it's a, I think it's about as good as you could manage, like bringing someone into, like a, into a the series. First. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, go. After, without... <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> I was say, after like nearly twenty years without yeah. an issue, I think it's about as good as you could do. It doesn't throw you too far into the deep end. Like the original series starts off with more like weird magic stuff mm. um, than this, and like I think they like. God, if I remember correctly, on the first couple of pages, they fight like a fire giant um, in the trenches in France. Um, whilst they, whilst they like send, like they send a fairy um, to send a mess, like they break an orb with like a fairy and it send a message or something. It's like there's the, this one. I I think is well control like it. It, it tries not to throw too much at you. That's fair. I don't think it was a matter of like the the world itself that lost me. Um, no. It, just the the lack of yeah that like connection with the characters and, and the sort of the situation. Bit. Yeah, I think that's it. And you know, I got I got the kind of World War One connection, but yeah, I don't know. It just yeah, I, I think you said it really just didn't hit. Just didn't, didn't yeah. take. That's a shame. Sorry, old Kurt. I, <laughs> I, I initially made the note to say that whilst the lettering is kind of scripty, it wasn't too annoying, and then made the additional note. Although I do keep zooming in to check what words actually say, so I guess it yeah. was annoying. And if it's, if this was on paper, I don't know how I would come to terms with that. <laughs> it is one where it's not the worst offender, but any it of that still kind of calligraphy little... style yeah. writing mm. is just a bit annoying. To give um, it, like, sorry, have you got... Are you, no, no, but... I, I'm just going to give some positive cheese. Like, I really like the, um, the outfit of the sort of, I guess, the British Air Force, which is somewhere between almost like... Um, Masonic and military has a sort of yeah. wizardy religious vibe, but also they're wearing their little their little like red berets. Yeah, yeah. I think some of that kind of design work is is quite fun. Um, I kind of I sort of like this like Power Rangers esque element of they've all got different coloured dragons, so it means they've all got different <laughs> coloured magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always a little bit endearing to me. But yeah, I yeah, just—I but... guess this was the one that I got to the end and thought, um, I'm not really kind of interested to see exactly what happens next. I—I I felt like this was the only book we read this week, or at least for me, that was kind of a slog. Like, yeah, not even halfway through, I checked how far in I was and couldn't believe how long there was to go because I, I felt like I'd already thing. read a lot. Yeah, um, I think a lot of that is the heavy, heavy narration. And um, it's weird because I like the characters, I like the art, I think it's well written, and yet I I, I kind of don't care. I <laughs> um, 
I thought this was a me thing. I thought this was more of a, it's just not my thing. I'm I'm not overly a war guy. I'm not overly a fantasy guy. So I'm not overly a fantasy war kind of guy. Yeah. You two have got me questioning that if maybe this isn't just a, it's not a me thing and it's not it's, a... It's often not regarded as one of UCX's best books. It's, I've never heard anyone say it's bad. Um, like the original. Just I don't think it's... A, just it, it's one of these ones where it's like it's not the first Busick book you'd think to give to someone. No, and and I appreciate that Astro City isn't going to be for everyone, or Marvels isn't going to be for everyone. So write more autumn lands. God, any year now. <laughs> <laughs> what was the original title of Autumn Lands before it had to change? I don't um, know. I only came to it late on. How, it wasn't was like, like, it like t- Tooth, tooth and claw. claw, or well, clearly yeah. we both yeah. think that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so maybe that's what it was. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, shall but, uh, we do rankings? Yep. Yeah. Ready, ready to rank. Cool. Well then, let's let's. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh God. See, 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 see Never speak under the up bus, in uh, this situation. All right, I'm going to keep this real quick and snappy. Uh, I think we can all imagine that Arrowsmith is a number four for me. Again, not a book that I think is terribly bad, but doesn't do it for me. Um, third place is We Ride Titans. Um, I think the slight kind of, in the modern viewpoint, the slight genericity of uh, the kaiju thing is a is a minor drawback, but it is a trope that I enjoy nevertheless. Uh, number two is Bylines in Blood. Uh, again, the, the PI thing is really cool. Um, and I really like the tropes of that and the design of it and her coat. Uh, and finally, Rain, because I just think it has the best art and that's what's most important to me now. It's who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to jump in next because, yeah, same. Um, Samesies. <laughs> so Aww. we never have to say. <laughs> no, I... Damn. Um, yeah, for Arrowsmith, I think is uh, hard. It's well, I think it's well written. Art's great, and I I like the characters. Um, Rocky and Hilda in particular. It's hard to not like Arrowsmith the most when his name's right there and he's the main character. But I've got to be honest, Fletcher Arrowsmith kind of annoyed me more than it should do. He's basically <laughs> oh, just called yeah. Arrowmaker, Arrowmaker. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah. which I. Yeah. Uh, which I personally kind of love <laughs> it's one of the i think it's a marmite name i, I don't yeah. know how he managed to get me to like the dragon that doesn't speak more than him though like it's maybe like, it's because the dragon doesn't <laughs> speak and, and fletcher can't shut the fuck up so exactly. the contrast is all yeah. um very much agree with will about we ride titans i'm into the kaiju giant robots fighting um and although there's a lot of it right now, I think this is one of the better beginnings we've had. Um, I'm also quite into the family dynamic on top of that and in adding a personal layer to it. I feel like there's other film, there's been films and TV shows and like Pacific Rim, my main complaint was that it's all this trauma and oh my God, my brother died and he solves all that by having a girlfriend. And... Mm. <laughs> I think it's nice here that I feel like that's 
not going to be a, hey, you know, because the brother's not dead and she's just in a relationship. And I feel like it's going to actually lead to some progress. Uh, Bylines in Blood, uh, Aneke's art's good, um, majorly into the big collar thing. Um, Again, it's a trope that we get a lot of, but it's a trope that I'm into. And yeah, sweet. And um, then Rain, because it's Joe Hill in it. And whether it's Joe Hill in name or Joe Hill in... Spirit. Spirit, thank you. Yes, Spirit is... I'm still a horror guy at the end of it. And Zoe Thorogood drew it. And I, I really like Zoe Thorogood's art. And um, everyone should go read The Impending Blindness of Billy Scott because that's rad too. And yeah. we don't we don't say it enough on the podcast, but we should. Um, so, yeah, um, me and Will, first time in months, maybe years, <laughs> who knows? Maybe ever. I'll go through the archive. <laughs> Who wants to disagree with us? Yeah. I'll disagree. (laughs) I'll disagree, but minorly, if that a word. I I even know what the disagreement's going to be. I know you do. It's that that obvious, isn't it? But, you know, let's say it for the people at home. Um, So in fourth place is Aerosmith because of the reasons what I said before. I mean, basically, if this was about Hilda and Rocky, it would have been way further up there. But you know, Fletcher Aerosmith's there. There's just too much narration. It just, like Zach said, of all the books, that was the one that it felt like a bit of a slog to read. The others, I just breezed through and reread. I didn't reread Aerosmith because it took me long enough the first time. Um, and then in third place, third place, the third one. We Ride with Titans. Um, I'm not a big fan of the whole giant robot monster fighting, but I am a big fan of personal relationships and character work. And it had that. So I enjoyed it on that level. I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, There looks to be some nice drama brewing. So, yeah. I have nothing more to say on that. Um. But in second place, I want to put Rain in second place because it's a really well-drawn, well-written, super good book. But it it, it, it doesn't super scratch good. that itch that I have because Zach, as we know very much, is a horror reader. And I very much am a crime reader. <laughs> so, therefore, I have to go bylines in blood reader. at number one. Yeah, because... <laughs> I like detective noir um, very much. So it, you know, that and the coat, obviously. <laughs> but Bylines in Blood, they're both really good. Bylines in Blood has good art and good writing and good lettering also. Rain probably has the more, what's the word? Not stunning art, but, you know, maybe I'll use that word. It has more quality art in, in some respects. It, it's more standout and it's, you know, it's Zoe Thorogood, so of course it is. Um, but Bylines in Blood does scratch that itch. Um, I Van Jensen doesn't get enough work also. Um, he did Cryptocracy, which is one of my favourite ever books. So, 
I, re- I really thought you were going straight for Pinocchio, but I mean, Pinocchio Vampire Hunter is also excellent. If anyone has read that, because I just bin- for very different reasons. Yeah, I binged that so bad. So I basically Van Jensen will read anything. Um, but yes, it's nice his work. But Bylines in Blood for me just scratches that Angela really loves crime noir and PIs with drinking problems and their cute assistants that drug them. So yeah. <laughs> Give them drugs. Um, yeah, there we go. Done. So, very similar, but I'm going to swap the top two round compared to Will and Zach. Slight, slight tweak. Mm. Angela was so close to being right this week with the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, you and Angela are the ones who agree. I know. I've suddenly seen that while ag- why agreeing with Will gives you this sense of being correct. Is it the beard? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you've got to do, Angela. The three of us here, who is least like of the four of us here. Yeah. Who is the least probably, likely to be able to do that? Probably, probably still Zach. me. Yeah. It's probably yeah. still Zach, yeah, to be fair. Um, so, okay. Matt. So um I'm gonna disagree with everyone. Um and put as my number four we ride Titans. Um or ride with Titans. Um, it is just we ride times. That's my fault. Okay, sorry. I'm going to put as my number four. Uh, we ride Titans. Um, it's perfectly fine. It like does like it's it's a solid start point. Uh, I like kind of most things about it. It's just at the same time not enough to kind of get me excited um, for for it, which kind of i either kind of kind of needed it to be more like more cozy like more cozy relationships have or a bit more excitement um and i didn't quite get enough of 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 what i was after i think i think it will be something that could be quite good um number three uh was Arrowsmith. Um it's not uh, an incredible first issue or anything, but it's nice to like I'm kind of just happy. Like not sort of like, oh I'm so excited it's back. Because like I say, it's not my favorite Busiek. But it's clearly something he gets very he very much likes writing and I like. I liked the first issue more. Like I, in, I quite enjoyed it um, as a first issue, and I definitely had more pre-existing buy-in um, mm. than I did to uh, well, obviously to anything else here. So, like, it's it's a case of being happy to see it back, seeing just like nice like nice art nice design work like being in a world i know um some of um it's kind of just nice to be back with it then it's much harder but i'm going to put rain uh, as my number two um rain has a lot of things I like um, in it. 
it's like got a it's got a really sweet uh queer romance uh that's immediately ended um sadly but it's still got a, a really sweet queer romance um it's got like immediately something horrible happens um it's gorgeous um so it was something that like i i was thinking about when i when when we were first talking about it but like the i it actually managed to make me a little bit uncomfortable with the um with like the violence at the end like and purely um like it didn't bother me anywhere else but uh with yolanda because with yolanda there's a particular attention to detail that that bothered me with it almost with the with the fact that one of her eyes gets pierced and bleeds into itself yeah it's gruesome and that one bit actually that one tiny bit of attention to detail and thinking about it managed to actually make me more uncomfortable than any of the other things than watching the people whose eyes get like shot out of their heads and stuff and it's like it's very well done but i and it's unusual for me to go oh that's a bit of that's a bit much but like it actually made me go for a second oh like in a way that i think that animal castle might have done for you like none of the other violence did it did that to me it was just specifically yolanda it's just eye mm. stuff mm. and the kind of like the mangling of the body like but i liked that book a lot absolutely gorgeous and it's because it's so gorgeous almost that it did that to me um because i don't think someone else would have like i don't think that the attention to detail would have been conveyed without such incredible art um number one is bylines in blood um again i just really like an attention to like i was saying with regards to mobius i like an attention to fashion uh, mm. even as the probably probably the least fashionable person like the least well-dressed person uh on this call uh actually now i'm looking at will's nightcrawler shirt um <laughs> but like recently my aesthetic has basically been i'm in pearl jam um like recently I, okay <laughs> i've rediscovered that my aesthetic i've rediscovered pearl jam and no i i rediscovered that my aesthetic is uh is eddie vetter um but like 
it's a thing I it's a thing I really like. It's why I love things like um it's why like why I love things like Sailor Moon uh and stuff is like the and and JoJo's and stuff is the clear love for like hot fashion. Mm. Um so yeah, like I love like the colors and like the the just yeah, just like it's almost specifically just like the jackets and stuff, but they're cool and the bloody love a good jacket. I do. <laughs> and like I say the thinking of have, you know, giving people like accent colors that like are specific um that denote almost like if who a scene is kind of like who a scene is around is is really cool um and not like uncommon but it's nice to see hmm. um and the like i like angela enjoy a good detective story uh and often quite a pulpy detective story and like satya gets beaten up at one point which is a essential for a detective they need to get hit from behind at some point um in a story and and she gets hit from behind um so like the only thing that was missing was she didn't pass out right away from one hit to the back of the head (laughs) um i i think that this is a story that that I could see becoming a book I really love or a book I really dislike, um, depending on how it, how it goes over, like how it goes over the remainder. It's run just in terms of like what its actual thoughts are on journalism. Mm. Um, and in terms of like celebrating and defending the press and what that actually means um, to this, like, like to, to this, like, book, this collective of people, like, um, so, yeah, like, it's, it was a very narrow one for me between those two, but that's my uh, top four, uh, and I think I line up closest with Angela, which is, which shocking. is very rare. I just don't know who we are as a podcast yeah. anymore. <laughs> what, what is this world? You're closest to Angela. I'm the same as Will. Yeah. I mean, you know. not, not in a lot of ways, but in, in one. <laughs> one. One very specific one. Next thing you know, cats and dogs will be friends in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> Human sacrifice. Mass yeah. hysteria. Mass hysteria. Yeah. Yep. The three cornerstones of a good time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty much that, it. That wraps us up. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. So, um, I guess we'll be back, maybe even next week. We have been Angela, Matt, Will, and Zach collectively bigger than capes, and we will continue to be. And remember <laughs> that. <laughs> The it's comic. A deep intake of breath. <laughs> 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 the comics 
Ah. Bigger, Bigger than, than capes. Than capes.